Hello. It's on the left side, time once again. Another romp through the forests of football chat, avoiding all the prickly statistics bushes and instead bathing in the cool, cool waters of the more obscure stories from the last few days. It's been another massive week for football, with Liverpool defender Mamadou Sarko failing a drugs test. To me, it wasn't that shocking. This is the same football club that paid 32 million quid for Christian Benteke. I don't think Sarko is the only one on drugs there. So, on this week's show, we have football managers doing some pretty stupid things, football players doing some even more stupid things, and finally, some good news for Aston Villa fans. But first, let's take a look at the Knights in Shining Armour and the Wicked Witches, starring in the Leicester City fairy tale. Another week and we're another step closer to Leicester City lifting the Premier League trophy. Although, given when you listen to this podcast, they might have already won it, be about to win it, or somehow inexplicably managed to throw the whole thing away. But if you are still one of the tiny majority of football fans who now don't want Leicester to win the league, then within the next three minutes, even your clearly heartless, emotionless, dare I say evil mind, will have been turned around. While some are heaping praise on PFA Player of the Year Mares for the Foxes' success, and others are lauding the contribution of Jamie Vardy, there is only one man who has captured my very soul during this incredible season, and that is Claudio Ranieri. Every week I watch the Italian manager, and every week I wish he was my granddad. Or dad. Oi. Or lover. Mm. Whatever, I just want him in my life. This week he was shown an emotional video of Leicester City fans thanking him for coming to the club by news channel TRT World and it proved a truly heartwarming watch. Claudio Bellissimo! (laughs) We'd like to thank you very much for all that you've done for the Leicester City Football Club. We love you here in Leicester. You're in our hearts, deep down. For this city, what you've created, the family, the essence of the stadium, it's fantastic. Leicester is true testament that if you believe in your dreams, who knows where the fairy tale takes you. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. I make this job because uh, I'm very, very happy when the other people or the fans are happy. All my sacrifice is this, and I, and I love this. In a world full of Louis Van Hals and Jose Mourinho's and Cristiano Ronaldo's, isn't it nice to hear someone from the sport just being humble and showing some humanity for once? But the fun doesn't stop there. He's also finally getting excited about the club's achievements and doing so, he's coming up with his own catchphrase. We are in Champions League, man. That was my next Dilly question. Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. Uh, you forget, you speak about blah, 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 but we are in Champions League. Come on, man. And this isn't the first time we've heard about dilly ding, dilly dong. It comes from the club's training sessions and Claudio's own little phrase that he uses to wake up the players who are slacking off. And now... It seems to have stuck. Claudio, everybody loves the dilly ding, dilly dong. I want an interpretation of what that was. The, the interpretation? No, I don't remember what he said. They said if I can sing some song, no? I am a dilly ding, dilly dong, then. I am a bell. Hey, um, don't write, eh? Ranieri is a bell, eh? Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure everyone was laughing at the same joke on the same level there, but never mind. I've decided catchphrases are quite important. 
all the successful managers in Premier League history have good catchphrases. Arsene Wenger and his invincible team had, I didn't see it. Mourinho said it wasn't his fault on more occasions than I can probably remember. And who can forget Alex Ferguson's stock phrase, There's been a murder. Or was that Taggart? Ah, it was definitely one of them. Anyway, there's been talk for months about Jamie Vardy the movie, but I'm beginning to think that maybe, just maybe, Leicester City the movie would be a great idea. And who better to play the lead role than Hollywood A-lister Tom Hanks? With success comes a little bandwagon jumping, and of course, as Tom is in the UK promoting his new movie, what better way to grab a few more column inches than with a comment on the East Midlands success story. But you know what I did at the beginning of the season? Put a hundred quid on Leicester, so I think I'll do okay. No, you didn't. I think I'd, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Forget acting in big screen blockbusters. If he's making calls like that, he should be on Match of the Day instead. But whatever happens at the King Power Stadium, there is going to be a legacy left behind from this season's adventure. Not least by a generation of kids no doubt being called Vardy popping up, because I am 100% sure that this caller from Five Live is not alone with his choice of moniker. I've got a daughter on the way, yeah. Uh, we're naming her after, well, Vardy is a middle name, so baby Vardy. So uh, Vardy's the middle name, what's the first name? Jamie? Yeah, I wish. Look, love, I want to name my child after Leicester City's top scorer. Yet I know Jamie, the normal first name that could be used for a girl and a boy, is completely out of the question. But how about we go with Vardy, the non-name part that is 100% and unavoidably linked to Jamie Vardy. The same player who was made to wear an electronic tag for six months after an assault conviction following a brawl outside a pub, and a player who was fined and reprimanded by his football club, Leicester City, for racially abusing a Japanese man at a casino. Yes, yes, I agree. Vardy is a lovely and suitable name for a baby. But if Cheryl Cole has taught us nothing else, it's that doing something that entertains a few people reasonably well means that any skeletons that are locked in your closet can remain that way, and no one will remember that you are in fact a violent, convicted thug. So good luck, little baby Vardy, and roll on Leicester City the movie. We'll have to wait and see if it turns out to be a Disney fairy tale or a video nasty. Whilst Claudio is busy charming the pants off everyone at the top of the league, elsewhere, it seems to be a competition to see which manager can say the most stupid thing at the moment. You'd think that Louis van Gaal would have this one sewn up for the season, but there's been a late surge for the award by Arsene Wenger, who's clearly worried that he's otherwise going to face another trophyless season. Let's start with the Dutchman, though, eh? There was more classic LVG after his team's game against Leicester this weekend, the main talking point of which was Marion Fellaini, again dancing the funky chicken in the middle of the penalty box and aiming an elbow square into the rather square jaw of Robert Huth. Entirely justifiable in LVG's books because the German had pulled the Belgium's hair. When I cramp your hair now, you react also. Because uh, it's not in the books that uh, somebody has to grab with the hair and uh, only in sex masochism. Then it is allowed. What? Did Louis van Gaal just reference sadomasochism in his post-match interview? Has he been reading Fifty Shades of Grey? Only in sex masochism. Then it is allowed. Yep, yes he did. Okay, well, he is Dutch I suppose, and I've been to Amsterdam. I think we better move on. 
not to be outdone by LVG's uncanny ability to insert his polished loafer into his own pie hole, Arsene Wenger stepped up to try and explain his disappointing season in similarly calamitous fashion. So who was to blame for another fourth place finish? Was it going to be the players? Was it going to be the board members? Maybe it was going to be Arsene himself. Oh no. This time, he's blaming the fans and the toxic atmosphere at the Emirates Stadium. I think uh, we played sometimes at home in a very difficult climate. Yeah, Arsenal fans, you better buck your ideas up, or otherwise the club might not let you buy the most expensive tickets in the Premier League to watch your team disappointingly fall away in February after promising early season hopes. So there. In fact, when Arsene Wenger says difficult climate, is he in fact blaming the weather for Arsenal's season? Could Wenger's preparations in fact be so detailed that climate change is playing havoc with his tactics? Walcott only performs well between atmospheric temperatures of 15 to 19 degrees Celsius, so you need to play Welbeck instead. Just one unpredictable shower and the whole thing is blown into chaos. If that is the case, then forget about a new centre-back for next season. Sign up Michael Fish instead. Apparently a woman rang the BBC and said she heard that there was a hurricane on the way. Well, if you're watching, don't worry, there isn't. Finally, how about some good news for Aston Villa fans after the recent mauling the club has taken? And that good news comes in the form of Stylian Petrov. The midfielder retired from football four years ago after being diagnosed with leukaemia. But now he's back playing and he says that Aston Villa are his number one priority. And that is just the kind of spirit and fight that Villa are going to need if they're going to bounce back up next season. So Petrov, we wish you well. And if he and they need a bit of extra fight to get over the line, a bit of extra belief when the odds are stacked against them, some faith in what they can achieve, then maybe they can turn to their latest celebrity fan. It's Tom Hanks again! Anyone would think he had a movie out. Having ticked the Leicester City box, Tommy turned his attention to the other end of the table and gave a rousing speech for the relegated villains. That wouldn't be out of place in a film like Saving Private Ryan. This is a message to all the Clareton Blue. Hang on. There's not a club in the world that hasn't experienced this, and there's not a club in the world that hasn't fought back. Aston Villa will see their destiny through. Hang on. Don't give up. Wear the scarves. Be proud. Sadly for Aston Villa, they're looking less like a heroic war hero at the moment and more like one of the anonymous German soldiers that gets shot in scene one. Done. Finished. Ended. On the left side is over for another week. Thank you very much for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts so you can get in touch via Twitter at OnTheLeftSide or if you're on email, drop us a note. Hello at OnTheLeftSide.co.uk Right, I'm off to buy a crash helmet should I ever accidentally touch Marilyn Fellaini's hair because that's full time. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production and is presented by Jim Salverson. Also Anthony here. (laughs) 